This podcast is part of the Batman Universe Podcast Network, hosted by the BatmanUniverse.net. Check out everything related to Batman and the entire Bat family at the BatmanUniverse.net, including news and original content related to comics, movies, television, merchandise, video games, and more. Also, check out some of the other unique podcasts that TBU has to offer. Consider supporting this podcast by becoming a patron on Patreon. Even $1 can go a long way in supporting this content that you enjoy. Look for a link over at thebatmanuniverse.net to offer your support now. And now, on with the show. What's up, everybody, and welcome to episode 234 of Dublin Game. My name is Tim, and joining me, as always, not currently in Dublin, but in his home in Hawaii, Dave. <laughs> currently in Dublin. Yeah, I like that. Um, I, I keep on forgetting that our name now is Dublin Dane. I, I, I'm, I'm just so used to saying at Tim G311. Uh, like, <laughs> it just... <laughs> It just uh, automatically, I and mean, it surprises me all the time. Well, we're still early in 2022, where February is just about to be over. So maybe once we're through March, you'll be so familiar with Dublin Day, and it'll just roll right off the tongue. It won't sound strange yeah. to you anymore. Yeah, <laughs> hopefully. Hopefully, <laughs> like, I'll um, get used to, to the name before we have to change it back to, like, I don't know, some, like, I don't know, Stockholm Tim or something. Stockholm. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while since we had like a long crazy name <laughs> we've got oh, what yeah. the short was the last few years uh s- still the the one that sticks out to me the one the one good name that we had you know i gotta say is uh timmy time and the bad fan revolution that's right, oh, right. <laughs> that's that's like the best name we've come up with so far that was a yeah. good one yes yeah so like <laughs> I don't remember what year that one was in, but <laughs> it yeah. was fun saying. <laughs> so, like, Timmy Time, the Bat, Bat Fan Revolution, Bat Fans Without Pants. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, I, I can't remember how uh, we came up with that one. I, I, I know uh, we must have said something about Prince in the Revolution. <laughs> Timmy Time and the, the Bat Fan Revolution. Uh, but, yeah, I can't remember Bat Fans Without Pants. Uh, Batman Without Pants might have been the first one, if I'm remembering right. Was that it? Yeah. Because that was always, the, it still is, our email address. So yeah. we just took that for the first one. <laughs> It'd be funny if we have to we have to change it every every time. Right. <laughs> we have to change the email every time. Yeah, we're not going that deep into our name yeah. changes. That extreme. <laughs> exactly. As long as you say it on an episode, <laughs> we're fine. <laughs> Anyway, uh, what, what's what's up with you, Tim? It's, it seems like forever since we've talked. That's true. It's been a full two weeks, <laughs> as always. <laughs> but you're kind of right. It does seem a little longer. But 
I don't know, you or me were just talking about how uh, we were recording, how it looks like we're never going to be going to the Star Wars Galactic Cruiser. <laughs> yeah, um, that's that's uh, that's not in my um, I, I have to I, I have, you and I have to save up our our uh, Dane bucks and our Tim bucks yeah. for that. <laughs> I know. Well, we should get like a GoFundMe page going or something. Send Tim and Dane to the Star Wars Galactic Cruiser. <laughs> But even then, like, uh, I would be like, yeah, it's not really worth it. Like, e- even if somebody were to come up to me and say, like, here's $6,000, go to Galactic Star Cruiser, I'd still be like, oh, yeah, but that's $6,000 that I could yeah. use or or Tim could use or whatever, you know. And it's like, do, do I really want to spend it on exactly you know, uh, Galactic Star Cruiser? <laughs> unless it's like a voucher or something where you have to, that's like the only thing you can use yeah. it for. <laughs> then yeah, no brainer. But it was like, someone just had you $6,000 and said, there, this is for you to go to the Galactic Star Cruise. You might think, well, <laughs> that $6,000 could get me <laughs> something else. That's going to be a lot something more else, worthwhile. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> yeah. yeah Cause that's, it's, it's kind of like the, the, the videos that I, uh, I was watching for me at least is like the rooms look really small. Right. And realistically, if I were to go, I would have to split up the cost with two other people, let's say. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Tim and somebody else. Right. So me, Tim and somebody else goes. And then the room is small. Uh, Tim, you said you're over six feet. So like you would have to take the bed, which means I would have to take I don't know, the cubby, the, the, <laughs> the cubby hole beds or the, the bunks. The, yeah. yeah, the bunks or the, the fold out bed and that's mentioned that i mean like i said the, the room seems small and you're sharing it with three other people i mean two other people sorry so yeah i i don't know if it's worth it i mean i'm sure like the, the hotel itself is booked for like i don't know the next year or so but I don't know. It's it's not really in my wheelhouse. Uh, I'll say. Yeah, and we were we were talking about how we started before we started recording how we were watching some videos because they had like the press junkets or the preview experiences for the hotel that's going to be opening soon, and just how watching it, it just seems like some of it looks cool and some of it doesn't. That's where it doesn't really justify the expensive price tag that's on it, and it's just how. Yeah. Yeah, it just doesn't seem worth it. And talking about how, as me as a diehard Star Wars fan, as everyone knows, how this is like the first time that they're really trying to market this thing. And we're like all the tie-ins and promotional stuff just feels so off and like annoyingly so. We're just trying to push this thing to get you to go when it's that expensive. Like these stories are trying to tie into it. The wedding of Han Solo and Princess Leia, they're coming out with a novel about that, and it just seems like the main focus is to show that their honeymoon was on the Halcyon Cruiser. Like, forget about, like, them marrying each other and starting a family. Just let's focus on their honeymoon on the Halcyon Cruiser because we got to promote this new hotel and Star Wars experience that's so expensive that we want you to go to. It's just, this whole thing just feels off to me. And Yeah, you you rarely hear me complain about anything Star Wars, so (laughs) this is, like, the most I've probably done in a long, long time, if not ever. So this is like my excitement level, even if it was reasonably priced. So it just I don't see myself traveling to Florida to experience it. Not when you have Galaxy's Edge, 
which is, in my opinion, I can't really say because I haven't gone to the Galaxy or the Star Cruiser, but from what I've seen and from what I know what you get to do, I just feel that Galaxy's Edge is going to be so much of a better Star Wars immersive experience with how it looks, the locations, and then the ride experiences. I mean, I've talked about it on this podcast. I've talked about it on the Saga Continues, just how amazing Rise of the Resistance is as a ride and just a Star Wars immersive experience. It's like second to nothing. I've very, I've very experienced as a Star Wars fan. So when that's sitting there, especially right in my backyard, <laughs> the desire to go to the Galactic Star Cruiser is pretty low on my Star Wars like fandom experience that I would like to do at some point. But if someone like <laughs> we're talking about the hypotheticals, if someone has free vouchers and a free trip to Florida, then yeah, of course, I'll take them up on that. But it's probably going to be a long time for me to go and experience that. And right now I'm OK with it. I don't feel like I'm really missing anything where it's like my Star Wars fandom is incomplete unless I go there. <laughs> and don't get me wrong. I'm sure there's some cool stuff in some of the videos I was watching. The stuff does look cool, but not enough for that price tag and something where I feel I really have to do. Yeah, and I I don't know. I, I mean, I guess it, if, if we're going to ignore the, the price tag of it for a second, it, it, I, I guess you got to sort of give Disney a chance where it's like they're... I, I can't really think of an uh, another hotel really like this. Mm-hmm. Where they're trying to bring up the the Disney experience, the Disney park into a hotel, and have both of them uh, together. Um, you know, having this themed hotel, but also having this performance, um, interactive performance thing that you're you're gonna do while while it's connected to Galaxy's Edge. Yeah, and like I guess you gotta like really cut Disney some slack on that but like again for me and for you I guess it always comes down to the I mean it comes comes back to the price tag you know it's like it's not from what I've seen it's not worth like going to Florida and then paying six thousand dollars at the very least because again like I I thought it was all-inclusive where it's like all your food was (laughs) <laughs> I mean, I, I, I know they had oh, the that, that, so optimistic. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. I forgot for a second how how capitalism works. Um, <laughs> but like, I thought for like that price tag, they would at least make it all inclusive. Like your drinks are free. You know, you you get a buffet. You know, and like it's it's only if you want something else, you would have to pay for it. But I guess it seems like. You're paying for your drinks and you're uh, paying for your food as well on top of the $6,000 price tag. And then if you want to like buy the Jedi robes or you want to go to Batu or uh, Galaxy's Edge, you know, like it's going to cost you even more money. So it's like, it. I don't know, it's, it, it, it's, it's bad form for me anyway, on Disney's part, where it's like they're excluding so many people from this this experience, whereas, like, Galaxy's Edge is a little more affordable for people. Um, and it's like, it's it's so weird how, like, they have Galaxy's Edge and then they have something like Galactic Star Cruiser, where it's only for, like, the... I wouldn't even say diehard fans, like, the, the people that can really afford it, you know? Like, yeah. 
I, I don't even know if it's diehard fans. Is, I mean, is it? Are, are people really going to save up money for, for this? I know, I, I know there's really... definitely going to be some. There's always some, but I don't think it's yeah. going to be as many as they're probably hoping for as, or as they would expect. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, like, like you're the biggest Star Wars fan I've ever known. Period. <laughs> so, like, if if it's if it's turning you off, then it's like, I don't know who who is this for? Yeah, like you said, it's just, just for <laughs> like the super rich you want to experience yeah, rich stuff. people, yeah, or even like diehard Disney like park Disney uh, fans who yeah. like to experience all this stuff. So. Who can afford it? That's the thing. Like, how many of these people can afford it that are like that? It's just so crazy to think that that's yeah. the price point they're going with. I mean, you really got to think about the hmm, Galactic Star Cruiser, or should I get myself a new car or something like that? A down payment on a yeah, new car right. or something. It's like... That's so amazing. That one room is the down payment for a car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's it, it's a uh, bad form on Disney's part for me anyway. Uh, yeah, that was, that every, was hoping, like, every, yeah. Once, like they were having all these preview experiences, people got to see it, and then they were showing what it's like. I was hoping it would sell me on it more, like saying, "Oh man, this does look really cool." Well, like, I really yeah. want to experience that. I really didn't get that feeling with some of the videos mm-hmm. I was watching for it. I mean, it looked really cool, like the interactive part, you know, on your phone, and then yeah, like I saw, I, I saw they went into like an engineering room, and mm-hmm. you know, they had like a whole storyline connected to. Um, Whichever, uh, uh, you get to choose like what faction you kind of want to faction, be a part right. of resistance. Yeah, that was the word. Jedi. Yeah, yeah, that was the word I was looking for. Like, like which faction? There's a different story, and then the character interactions, like the the different characters you're interacting with. Like, if you're with, uh, you know, the First Order or whatever. So, yeah, I mean, it it it, it seems really cool, really interactive. It's just. Again, the price point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I guess we got to experience two other people's eyes. <laughs> but yeah. Right now, that'll be good enough for me. <laughs> I'm actually shocked that uh, nothing really stuck out for you, really. Yeah, I mean, like I said, certain things look Extortion. cool. The room does look cool, but again, yeah. it's like nothing that's sent mind-blowing, really. Yeah. Yeah, because at the end of the day, it's just a hotel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> A six thousand dollar hotel. <laughs> I know, but would you pay that much to go to a hotel in the Shire in Hobbiton and have that full experience? <laughs> would you do that? Would you pay that to experience the birthday party that Bilbo has, which where we're currently at in our minute by minute commentary for the Fellowship of the Ring? <laughs> now, <laughs> if I'm not going to pay that much for a Star Wars experience, I, I just, Probably won't do the same for Lord of the Rings either, but <laughs> living in the Shire would be a cool thing to do as well. I'm going to put that out there. <laughs> Maybe that'll be well, something more well, of does. What about to go to New Zealand, period, right? Like to and actually, like yeah, if they open that up to where you can stay in there for a night or two, Yeah, that would be pretty awesome. Yeah, like you, you go to New Zealand, you could stay there, and you can go around New Zealand. That'd be worth yeah, six thousand dollars, right? And it might be cheaper than that. <laughs> It'd be cheaper than six thousand. <laughs> wow. Get to see a, a fireworks show by Gandalf. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, I'm surprised Warner Brothers or whoever has holds the license to it now. Because I remember reading somewhere like it's up for sale again, like the film rights yeah. and game rights. So it's like, 
You would think oh, Time yeah. Warner would want to keep that as one of the biggest IPs that they have control of. But speaking of Lord of the Rings, um, so I uh, the, the Super Bowl happened, and I yeah. guess I missed the uh, I missed the trailer. I don't know when it was, but I missed it. I I thought it would be towards the latter part of the game. It uh, was. It, I think it was half. like a uh, yeah after the halftime event. Yeah, yeah. I I missed it. So I I went on YouTube and tried to look it up, and I mean it was the first hit, but oh my god, the <laughs> <laughs> the Wait, amount you, of you saw all the reaction videos for it, or very <laughs> complaining about it. Yeah, complaining about it. It's like they're ruining Shocker. Tolkien's legacy. That yep. that was the first video I saw. That was the first <laughs> video that my eyes went to, even though of the course. trailer was the first video on the list. <laughs> I told you, I mean, we said it on, we're, on our last episode where we were talking about how the trailer yeah, coming yeah. out. I, I, is, the sequel trailer came over bad. again. I didn't know it was that bad, Tim. But yeah, honestly, I, I told you. <laughs> yeah. And, and so, like, the ruining, let me get this straight, just so, like, I don't misinterpret anything. They're the ruining Tolkien, uh, Tolkien's legacy because there's, black people in it that's the gist of it really i mean they, i think they're trying to hide that but that's really what so it's like coming down to. what what you're saying at the end of the day is tolkien was a racist <laughs> trying to put that, yeah like trying to put that how you are like that on tolkien i don't God. think he was uh judging from what he he said during his lifetime i mean i don't it's, think and he when was, you just but, look at the core story of <laughs> the right. lord of the rings i mean come on <laughs> Right, right. I mean, it's 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 kind of about race, right? Yeah, so coming like, together uh, and all that. To, so, it, 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 is that what you're saying in a weird way that like Tolkien wouldn't have black people in the story or brown people? Yeah, yeah it's so so frustrating. Is that what you're saying? Horrible to see. Yeah, it's like. Like some of the fans are like they're, they're showing the true color. Just like again, I'm just comparing it to uh, the sequel trilogy when Sorry. that happens. Yeah, it's just the exact same yeah. thing. Yeah, exactly. Um, I'm really putting like all that the, aside, all that negativity, yeah, and horrible stuff. What did you think of the trailer? I liked it. Yeah, yeah I, I really liked it. Um, I hope it's not like. Uh, I mean, I hope they really put money behind it. It seems like they did. Yeah, I um, think so. Because. Uh, I was watching the the uh, Wheel of Time uh, mm-hmm. television show, and it's like, oh yeah, that doesn't look very good. Really? Like, mm-hmm. like I had that reaction. Yeah. So I'm hoping that they put money behind it, and I don't know, maybe use some practical effects. <laughs> you know? But I thought it it, it looks really uh, really cool. So like that that elf that that was like mountain climbing or whatever with the knife. That's supposed mm-hmm. to be Galadriel. Yeah, that's Galadriel. Mm-hmm. Like a young Galadriel, so like a few thousand years younger, yeah. <laughs> oh, but but why did her face change then? I mean, wh- well, why does she look younger? Well, I mean, I mean that's the thing. I, I mean, we're yeah. so used to Kate Blanchett's great portrayal of Galadriel, and as far as I know, this is its own thing, so it's not connected to the movies. It's so well, it's not you know what, to Tim? be leading up to that where. You know, you know age or whatever, and look like Kate Blanchett and 
you go weaving as for Elrond. This uh, this show, this show sucks, Tom. Yeah. <laughs> before I see it, I'll I'll wait for your YouTube video and reaction to it. Oh, <laughs> don't don't uh, don't wait for that because I'm not that I'm not that mad. <laughs> I did day to day life. You mean you can actually move on <laughs> and go on with your life? Uh, I don't know. I just don't. I just don't think that this show is ruining Tolkien's legacy. I don't think anything could do that. Yeah. Right. Um, I mean, unless you find out he's a secret Nazi, but <laughs> I don't think he was. He wasn't. So, you know, I, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, for me, I, I, I thought it looked cool. Yeah, I like what I saw. I still want to see more of it. Um, to like really get a grasp of what the show is going to be, but I think visually it looks impressive for what you expect for a Lord of the Rings TV show to be, and have the scope that it has. I think it looks really good, and yeah, we just got teases of some of the characters, new and old. Uh, Gladio got the most. Uh, I think probably screen time in this trailer, and it was a very short trailer, so to even form like a full opinion on it, it's just like, come on, it just could really say if it. Uh, the brief look we got if it captured what you're hoping for in a Lord of the Rings film. But at the same time, if it even if it didn't, I think he's or I said Lord of the Rings film, a Lord of the Rings TV show. But even at the same time, if it didn't capture you right away, you still I still feel you gotta give it a chance if you're a Lord of the Rings fan to see a few episodes to really full on say if you're enjoying it or not. But just to immediately hate it based off this one short glimpse is just ridiculous. But yeah, I think it looks yeah. it looks cool and I'm excited to see more. I don't know why, but I I, I kind of want more dwarves. <laughs> I don't know. I just think they look really cool in the Tolkieniverse or whatever you call it. I mean, I do like the locations they're going at. Like where the dwarves are at, it's going to be in Casa Doom, which is where in Moria, when before they dug too deep and brought out the Balrog. Yeah. So to kind of see Moria and Casa Doom and all its glory that Gimli was boasting about <laughs> in Fellowship, it's going to be yeah. really cool to see. Yeah, it'll be. I, uh, that's again one of my biggest pet peeves of like, I mean, not pet peeves, but like uh, questions about uh, both Fellowship of the Ring, the book, and the movie is like, what was the time period? When was the last time that Gimli saw Kazakh Doom? You know, like, because he's selling it like it's Galactic Star Cruiser. <laughs> you know, like, you're going to have this great experience. You know, you're going to be drinking, you're going to be eating, you're going to be, you know, uh, partying all night and all day and night, uh, but then they get there and it's like it's a tomb. So like, like, like when was like the last time that Gimli was at Kazakh tomb? That's my question. <laughs> yeah. So you get why dwarven history is going to be rusty, but I don't even know if Gimli ever saw was that Kazakh tomb. He might just know the stories and heard it from his family. So it might be something oh, he never even got to see. So. Yeah, but again, yeah. You, he, it's like, uh, you, uh, you know where you should really go, Tim? You should really go to uh, Portland, Oregon. You know, uh, it's, it's it's so great there. There's a lot of food. There's a lot of drinks. There's a lot of people that, you know, you can you can uh, be happy, uh, be friends with, you know. And then you ask me, like, oh, when was the last time you ever, you, you, you've been there? It's like, oh, I've never been there. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take your word for it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
So yeah, we got the trailer. It looks cool, and it's coming sooner than you think. September. I mean, September. like I said, we're still in the beginning of 2022, but the year's already going by quick. It's going to be September before you know it. So um, yeah, I'm really excited for it. So uh, hopefully, it delivers on its potential because I just think with the characters and the timeline or the time period they're doing it in the second age, it is so much potential for cool stuff. And I think so far visually, it looks like to be on the right track on delivering that. So how many years between, uh, how many years between um, Lord of the Rings? and I want to say like 3000, something like that. Wow. Okay. I believe. They're really going back. Yeah. As much as I love Lord of the Rings and the history of it, I'm not super knowledgeable about the complete lore and timeline (laughs) of everything. So, (laughs) I may be wrong, but I know it's in the thousands. Oh, Tim, you fake fan. You fake uh, <laughs> Lord of the Rings fan, Tim. <laughs> I never claim to be a Lord of the Rings expert. Just a, a really big fan. <laughs> oh, uh, also, oh, you, you, you're not you're not excited to go to Galactic Star, Galactic Star Cruiser, Tim? Well, you must be a fake Star Wars fan also. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll admit it. I've I've been a fake fan for years. <laughs> I never really liked it. My ever since yeah. I was little, I only pretended to like Star Wars for the hope that one day they'll make a hotel based on it. But since it didn't <laughs> deliver, it's all been for nothing. <laughs> yeah, you just kept up the act for thirty years. <laughs> yeah, whatever. It's all come crashing down with my disappointment for the Galactic Star yeah. Cruiser. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> But anyway, I guess with that leader, we can get into our minute-by-minute commentary for the Fellowship of the Ring. And as always, you want to grab your relevant media format that everyone still has readily available, like your VHS copy, your Betamax copy, your DVD copy, your Laserdisc copy, your HD DVD copy. And one I know I mentioned a few episodes ago, but then forgot to bring it up. And you reminded me, Dane, via text, uh, PSP UMD disc. (laughs) <laughs> those great little discs that you can watch movies like spider-man 2 the only one i did have when i got my psp back in 2005 <laughs> on your uh on your psp your well, i don't know what, what was it like a four and a half inch screen <laughs> something like that <laughs> yeah at the time before we had smartphones and all that that was a pretty big deal wow i'm watching a yeah. full-length movie on this like new game boy type device <laughs> How many discs do you think uh, the Lord of the uh, the Fellowship of the Ring would <laughs> oh, be? Oh man, ten. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was funny. Do you remember? I forget. Did you have a PSP, Dane? Yeah, I did. Okay. Yeah. You know how the the disc came in like that that case that was on that they're in, yeah. and you just yeah. stick that in the their PSP right. and play it or watch the movie. When I first got it, I thought, oh, I have to take the disc out of that case. <laughs> so, so did I. So I opened I. it up or tried to open it. Like, it's not opening. Then I don't even remember how I realized, oh, you just stick it in. I don't know if it said it somewhere or if I just tried to put it in. But part of me thought, oh, man, am I damaging it? <laughs> We're trying to yank it out of that case that it was in. So I got my PSP all those, all those many years ago, Tim. Uh, with, I, I bought it with Silent Hill. It was a Silent Hill port for PSP. Okay. So I bought it, brought it home. Uh, and same thing with you. Couldn't figure out how to <laughs> couldn't figure out how to get the the disc out of that plastic white case. 
and <laughs> yep. you know I'm pulling at it and pulling at it and pulling at it, and then I break it. <laughs> then I try to put it in. It doesn't work. I've really, I've really screwed myself, <laughs> and uh, I, uh, I had to go back and buy another game. So oh, I know I know exactly where you're coming from. Like, why did they design it like that? It's so weird. <laughs> yeah, it's like this, this is the stupidest design I've ever seen in my life. I can't get the disc out of the out of the case. So yeah. I mean, that's what I killed exactly. it. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, that and it never really took off like PlayStation. I uh, Sony wanted it, wanted it to, I think. Oh yeah, they had some great games though on there. I actually got a sizable amount of PSP games, not like exclusives there. I know the best one being Final Fantasy VII Crisis Core. But I'm still hoping yeah. one day they make a port of to put it on consoles because that's like a really great Final Fantasy VII story and an integral one too to get the full experience. Or the full story yeah. of Final Fantasy VII. And that uh, Kingdom Hearts Burst by Sleep is one of the best Kingdom Hearts games out there. They ported that really? to the consoles, wow. uh, which was nice. So that's why I kind of wish they did it for Final Fantasy Crisis Core. And then the um, City of the Final Fantasy fighting game. That that game, they made two of those. Those are really fun. Then they tried making a console version of it, the PS4, and it was not as good as the PSP version. Well, I mean, I guess you, got, you just have to enjoy Crisis Core on PSP because, I don't know, the port might not be so good, Tim. <laughs> but they did such a good job with the Kingdom Hearts one. That's what gives me hope. <laughs> they just sure. messed up on the Dissidia one. <laughs> did, did you only own Spider-Man 2 on UMD? Yeah, that was the only movie I no. ever had because it came with the PSP <laughs> when it came out. <laughs> uh, yeah, I never owned any movies for for the UMD, uh, the PSP. Um, the, the only reason why I, uh, I thought to mention it to you or to remind you, I guess, was um, every time that Gamefly has a sale of their video games, they always have like one or two uh, PSP UMD games. And they're always for like $2. Well, and um, it's always like a like a, a movie that you've never heard of. <laughs> so um, it's not even games; it's movies. Yeah, yeah, movies. Yeah, they they they, they always have uh, PSP UMD movies. Sorry, and they're always like two dollars, and it's always movies you've never heard of, and like I I think I think like one of them was like. This this Ryan Reynolds movie called Friends with Benefits. I've okay. never um, I've never seen it, but I've seen that one. Uh, a, a lot of Ryan uh, Ryan Reynolds movies. Uh, <laughs> Is Green Lantern on there? Do they make a special part of Green Lantern for UMD? <laughs> I, I've, I've never seen Green Lantern, but I've seen like his romantic comedies. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. It's they they, they always have them. I guess they're just trying to get rid of their inventory of. I would imagine PSP. so. Why not just send them out free to someone who orders yeah. something out just to get rid of it? It's like here, you take this. But yeah, that that that's why. It's because I I, I always see they always have like one or two for like two dollars. So yeah. Uh, so yeah, I got to remember to mention UMG now because it, it is yeah. a great 
media device <laughs> or media platform. It really was a platform that nobody really used to begin with. <laughs> nobody uses now. And I don't see it making a comeback. Unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if it's because uh, uh, I wonder if it's because of the smartphone, right? Like, oh, like easily, watch yeah. a movie on the phone, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And you don't need to, you don't need any media, uh, physical media, right? No, but in awkward cases that the disc comes in trying to figure out how to stick it in there. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, if you have Lord of the Rings on that, grab your PSP and put however many discs it took <laughs> just for the first half of the movie. So why yeah. did it win? Or you can get your Blockbuster uh, membership card, your Netflix physical media disc in the red envelope, your DVHS copy, and as much as we love UMDs, still not as great as your VHS to converted DVD copy, which is what we're watching right now. So uh, we're going to go from minute 23 to minute 24. So if you're ready, Dane, I'll give the countdown. I am, Tim. Right, three, two, one, play. So we had a great shot of Bilbo, I mean, uh, Pippin and Mary <laughs> with their faces covered in smoke watching Gandalf's fireworks <laughs> go off. As we see our first look at Smog in uh, the Middle Earth movies in Firework. Was well, that who that's supposed to be? Yeah. Oh. I think that's why uh, Frodo is kind of so anxious to get to Bilbo to try to help him because he fears it's like, Smog has come back <laughs> to get his revenge. I never understood this scene. It's like, oh, we almost just died, but then, uh, oh, what a beautiful fireworks show. Yeah. <laughs> when they don't realize they're all right, might as well enjoy how great that fireworks okay. show was. They wouldn't that be a cool to experience in a Lord of the Rings type themed uh a hotel or whatever experience Gandalf's fireworks show like that'd be have to be number one if you try to create recreate the Hobbit experience. That that one scene with Ga Gandalf sipping the cup and Pippin and Mary washing the dishes uh -huh. is the one scene where the I don't know what you call it the skeuomorphic effect doesn't really work. Mm. You think so? Yeah. Maybe yeah, if I paused it, it, it and looked at it and analyzed it, I would see it, but. For how quick it is, it is. I really never had an issue or felt that it looked off to me in any way. But you're probably right, though. <laughs> if I was really studying yeah. it, I'd probably notice something. I mean, it's it's only one scene, considering like you know. I wonder how much. Uh, I, I, I wonder how much um, Ian McKellen had to do like with looking at nobody, you know, like acting mm, to nobody yeah. because that the uh, the the Hobbit actors way in the back. Yep. I, I'm not sure if we mentioned this before, but on the Hobbit special features of the first Hobbit movie, you see Ian McKellen just get frustrated about doing that again. It's like, I can't keep doing this or somewhere. Like, really? it's, it like, felt really, really bad about Peter Jack. I kind of had to call him down <laughs> and get him back yeah. into it. But it's kind of crazy to see him react that way. But there was but a lot of work that shows, went into it. Yeah. Just <laughs> shows it how... Right. how uh... It just shows how much of a good actor he is, right? Oh, totally, yeah. How he can, like, act to nobody, really. So, yeah. Oh, question. All right. And with that, we can go ahead and get into our feature topic for this episode, which is going to be, I mean, it's right around the corner, the, our excitement level, 
and what we're most looking forward to with the Batman. As we're recording this episode, it is the Saturday, um, the week before it's released. And when this episode drops, it's going to be the premiere night, Thursday. So as you're listening to this, you might be have seen the Batman already or be a, a, just about to see it. So it's an exciting time that the movie is finally here after everything <laughs> that went on with its production. I mean, just think about it. It's going way back to when it was supposed to be Ben Affleck's uh, movie to st- star in and direct. And then the talks about that, him falling out as the director and it would still be in the role. And then getting Matt Reeves involved. If you remember, talks fell apart between Matt Reeves and Warner Brothers, and that was a big disappointment. And then him coming back, and it was excitement again. And then the question about, oh, is Ben Affleck still going to be Batman? And then I got revealed that he was done playing Batman. So the question is, who's going to be the new Batman? Oh, it's Robert Pattinson. That's going to go over well with fans, just like Ben Affleck's casting announcement did. So the so lead up to this movie has been crazy, like no other Batman film. But um, it's finally here. Everything we've seen about it from the trailers. I've seen the first three. I know there's been a few, like maybe one more trailer and a bunch of TV spots that have dropped and I've stayed away for all those. But um, the, the movie looks and sounds great. And it's just going to be like a Batman movie that um, I think is just really going to deliver when it's all said and done. I couldn't be more excited for it. And the closer we're getting for it, the more excited I get. And we're going to talk about some of the reasons why that is. But it's it's finally here and it's going to be awesome. I can't wait to see it and then get to talk about it. But um, just uh, for me anyway, right off the bat, um, one of the things that I want to, I got a couple of things that I'm just really looking forward to seeing how this Batman movie uh, tells the story and the performances and all that stuff. And just what I'm excited for, but I might do a little bit of cheat here for my first one, because I was originally going to say to experience the full score of Michael Giacchino's music for the Batman um, as I'm watching the movie. But much to my surprise, the soundtrack just came out is released a few days ago and oh really yeah and i'm someone who i'm actually like to listen to soundtracks before seeing the movie might might sound kind of weird because i'm someone who doesn't like to know spoilers uh anymore (laughs) and know as little as possible going into it but with the soundtrack and the music for movies i'm all about listening to it early because to me it just adds to the excitement and the hype level for me without ruining anything as far as story and spoilers go but to me it just adds to my excitement level before a movie comes out and it just really signifies how close we are to the release of the movie. Cause that's all started with, and that's how I felt with the star Wars prequels because those soundtracks came out a few weeks, almost a month before the movie. And that just really signaled, okay, the movie's almost here and we're hearing the music from it. And it just got me super excited. And I've been that way for a lot of movies that I just cannot wait to see. I always listen to the soundtrack first if they become available. Sometimes they're not, uh, although new Star Wars movies, the soundtracks came out the day of the movie. So <laughs> didn't have that uh, fun with those ones, getting to hear the music early. But I'm glad for the Batman it came out and I got to hear it uh, last night, actually. So I can't really say it's something I'm excited to see in the movie now because I've heard it. But at the same time, it added to my excitement level because uh, Michael Giacchino did a really great job with the soundtrack. Um, they did release character themes like every week leading up to it, we got one for the Batman. We got one for the Riddler and Catwoman. 
And I loved all those themes and I heard them when they were released and I just thought, oh, these are great new themes for the characters that I felt is capturing what these versions of these characters are going to be in this movie. So that got me excited to hear the whole score. And I did last night and it was a really good score because he uses those themes throughout the course of the entire soundtrack just to really create like an atmospheric soundtrack for this Batman movie using the variations of those themes. I mean, the Batman theme is promptly <laughs> promptly featured over the course of the soundtrack and it sounds great the different variation it gets but riddler's theme is great it has this really creepy feel to it catwoman's theme is also really great um it just goes together i think each theme complements each other very nicely so in the over the course of the entire soundtracks you hear it throughout it just sounds really really great so um the music i can't say i'm excited to see what it's like when i see the movie or hear what it's like when i see the movie because i heard it already but it just definitely made me more excited to hear those songs in how it plays over the course of the movie and actually see in the scenes that um, they're attached with. So, yeah, the soundtrack is great. Michael Chino, Michael Giacchino's added his name to the list of great Batman composers and Batman music. That's we're just getting spoiled on how many great Batman music there is now over the course of movies, TV shows and video games. It's just incredible how many great themes and pieces of music he has now and a new one has been added to this list. So yeah, first thing I'm going to mention is what has me super excited right now for the Batman is the soundtrack. Yeah. It, now that you mention it or yeah, like I, I had no idea that they released the, um, the soundtrack, but um, yeah, I'm not going to listen to it. I want to be surprised in the, in the theater. <laughs> yeah. I know a lot yeah, of people they, are like that. I'm kind of the odd man out, I think <laughs> in that regard, yeah. but I totally get why. So that's why you get spoiled, Tim. Um, ever since since Qui-Gon's Noble End I think most movies have (laughs) learned from that so (laughs) be creative with their track titles (laughs) yeah Um, I I guess what I'm excited about in general is to see what again in general um, is to see what uh, DC slash Warner Brothers is going to do with this movie uh, it seems like th- this is it, right? Like, uh, I mean, I know there's going to be another Wonder Woman movie, and then uh, Aquaman 2, I think, is done filming. Uh, I believe so, yeah. Yeah, but it seems like they're putting everything behind this movie, uh, this Batman movie. And I am just seeing, I'm just wondering what they're going to, what, what they're trying to do, because, like, I, I, I know. They have the long runtime. Um, was it like, like, like the Dark Knight Rises, where it's like two hours and forty-five minutes? Longer than the Dark Knight um, Rises. It's gonna be the longest Batman yeah. movie. Yeah, yeah, and like they they have the long runtime, which reminds me of Eternals, really, mm-hmm. um, which was supposed to be like I guess Marvel. I mean, I I was reading this article where like Eternals was supposed to be. Um, marvel's oscar push right the best picture oscar push really and <laughs> i never heard yeah. that but oh, interesting. and um like uh it makes sense like the way it was shot certain shots mm-hmm. um the runtime especially um because i know that was one of my major complaints was the runtime and how like some scenes could have been cut shorter yeah but uh after reading the article that makes more sense where they're trying to 
add more character into it and try to like expand their story a little bit. Um, and maybe mixed results on the Oscar thing. I know it wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't, uh, nominated for anything, uh, significant. Um, but yeah, that, that makes more sense. And I'm not saying that, uh, the Batman is, um, DC's push or Warner Brothers push for an Oscar, but, um, yeah, I'm just I'm just wondering what they're gonna do in general. Is this gonna be like uh, 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 the the Eternals, where it's gonna be an Oscar push sort of Oscar bait type film, or is is this gonna be you know uh, a, a superhero film? You know, it, it it seems like they're pushing more towards the Oscar side, and not not so much towards. Um, the uh the superhero side which i am all for but uh yeah just in general like like what it like, like what in general is is uh warner brothers looking for uh looking for in this movie yeah yeah that's a good question because i really think it's going to be something that's going to be in its own corner of the dc superhero movies because it's not going to be connected with all the other movies that they have coming out like aquaman like Black Adam and The Flash and knowing how they're still going to have that universe and building off that universe and redoing it <laughs> probably after The Flash um, but, but the Batman's going to have its own corner and uh, that's that's a good question because it kind of makes you think which one are they kind of going to want to like support more for lack of better words or see which yeah. one does better because like I said they're going to have two different uh, corners of DC superhero movies to play with if the Batman is successful. And I guess that's the question, obviously. If it does gangbusters and makes all the money that they're probably expecting, they're going to want to maybe put more into that. Um, but it is going to be curious moving forward, like you said, because it is something that's kind of uh, unprecedented what we've seen in superhero movies before as far as the studio kind of creating two different universes. And I know the multiverse is becoming a big thing now in all superhero movies, Marvel and DC. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how they play out, but yeah, and it, it also doesn't even seem like a blockbuster, right? It, mm -hmm. At least not in the way they're promoting it. Yeah, um, it, it doesn't even seem like a blockbuster either. So, like, what in general is like Warner Brothers trying to get out of this film? Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it's, it, that's the big mystery, and like, uh, it, it, is that going to hamper the film? Where it's 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 not going to be one thing or the other thing, or the other thing, and it's like it's it's like uh, uneven, or you know, it, it, is it something we've never seen before? You know? mm -hmm. That actually kind of leads into kind of my second thing of what I'm most excited about to see with the Batman, and that is just plainly Matt Reeves' take on Batman, and that's kind of what I feel like Warner Brothers is just doing right now is letting Matt Reeves make his Batman movie and which is great because when a director is, is when you have a writer and director tell their vision how they want you want them to have the, the freedom the creative freedom to do and tell the story he wants to tell and of course in the confines of the mythos of Batman lore that we know and that uh, should be respected by anyone who's kind of doing a Batman adapting a Batman story but just the moment it was not even announced, but reported on, like through the trades, how Matt Reeves is in the talks for directing the next Batman movie. I'm like, oh, 
that's such a no-brainer. Like I would be so excited to see his take on Batman because I loved his two Planet of the Apes movies, especially the second one, uh, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. The, that movie is incredible. And just knowing how he's a, he is as a storyteller and a filmmaker, I just thought he'd be a perfect choice to do the new Batman movie. And how I mentioned earlier, I was disappointed where it found, found out talks fell apart. But then um, how I came to an agreement where the, and I, there's a lot of interviews with Matt Reeves, obviously, right now promoting the movie, kind of shedding some light on what went down. And he was talking about that whole process of kind of why talks did break down is how it was, I think, all had to do with Warner Brothers still at that time trying to build up the DCEU and tell this uh, connective Batman stories to set deep within like the heart of the DC universe. And uh, I love those type of stories, too. I think it would have been awesome if we got a Batman movie like that. Don't get me wrong. But the idea that they really wanted Matt Reeves, but it has to be the story he wants to tell. And if that's not something he wanted to do, then I like how he said this maybe isn't for me because he described it as kind of like a James Bond type Batman movie. He like gave him all the credit in the world. Hey, you guys want to make this movie? It sounds cool. I'd probably see it, but it's not the movie I would make. So it'd probably be best if we kind of parted ways here. But then I think Warner Brothers realized um, it's probably more important to have Matt Reeves on board as a director for the Batman movie instead of trying to have it connect into the broader DC movie universe. And so they eventually came to an agreement. Um, and so I'm glad that happened. I mean, like I said, I want to see Matt Reeves' take on Batman. And I think it's looking like a really awesome take from what we've seen from the trailers and stuff and the little bit they talked about it. So um, that's just a really huge reason why I'm so excited for this movie is that it is Matt Reeves' Batman movie. And this that alone has me, it got me excited when it was first announced. It has me excited when I saw the trailers. And it just even has me more excited right now as we're so close to seeing this movie. And I just think he's really going to deliver on a really special Batman movie just off of what I've seen and just hearing him talk about it too. It just um, going for this uh, type of Batman movie. I will say too, it's not something that I don't think is going to be totally like original. There's going to be stuff we've never seen in a Batman movie before. Don't get me wrong. But I also think there's going to be some familiar stuff because talking about the grounded uh, take, uh, having, thing be, having things being more realistic and we've got that in the Nolan movies. Um, so I don't think it's going to be like super different, like something we've never seen in a Batman movie before all the way through. But at the same time, I think we're going to get a different type of Batman story um, that we haven't seen before. And that's what I'm excited about as well. So just the idea that we're getting a Matt Reeves Batman movie, that's something that um, had me excited from the get-go. And like I said, just really more excited about it now that we're just a few days away from experiencing what a Matt Reeves Batman movie is going to be like. I feel it's just a marketing scheme and it's it's really a happy Batman <laughs> everything in the trailers is just like all just made for the trailers to throw you off course yeah. right? <laughs> or cut footage yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's just there to throw you off and it's really a happy bet man that'd be interesting but no it, it it looks like they're really stepping into that dark uh emotional um uh uh Mentally ill, I guess you could say. Uh, Batman. It looks like they're really, really leaning forward into that. And judging from everything that uh, uh, Robert Pattinson, Robert Pattinson has said, it's like seems like it's true. Um, but Tim, I, I I do have to say, this is my favorite time 
for when movies come out. Uh, I was like, it, 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 it was exactly like this when, um, uh, uh, Spider-Man No Way Home came out and the Uncharted movie. And now, uh, the Batman movie, um, this is my favorite, absolute favorite time. Uh, especially, I mean, I, I haven't been on Twitter in a couple of days because, you know, I, uh, everything that's going on in the world, I just don't want to see it right now. And sure, um, I can understand that. Yeah. Um, but this is my favorite time because like on these comic book websites, these movie websites, it's always like, uh, did you know on the set of the Batman, Zoe Kravitz, um, uh, was actually riding a motorcycle backwards. <laughs> <laughs> Just try to get any little story they can yeah. to drive clicks to their site to tie in with the release or, of a new movie, right? <laughs> or, or, or did you know Tom Holland when he was filming the Uncharted movie, he was actually on set in in uh, South Africa? Did you know that, Tim? I think the other one I saw okay. was, did you know that he was actually a bartender preparing for the role? That's that's what yeah. I see making the headlines going around. <laughs> yeah, this is my favorite time for when movies come out because like people, I guess, uh, clickbait, you know, they want more people on their site. So it's like any little thing from like a like an interview, you know, it's like, uh, let's just put it in there. So, that, yeah, this is my favorite. This is my favorite time. <laughs> For when movies come out, but that just gets you more excited to see the actual movie, right? Just all these clickbait yeah. articles and headlines. <laughs> yeah, and like, like, like we That's got what the, really uh, sells the movie for you. <laughs> we we got the Obi Wan uh, show coming up, and I I absolutely cannot wait. And I can't wait for um, uh, the week leading up to it, the two weeks leading up, three weeks leading up to it. I can't wait for that. Because then we're gonna have all the little articles about like what uh, what kind of sandals that you and McGregor <laughs> used, you know. I, I I can't wait for it. That's um, why I'm pumped for the Obi Wan show. Nothing well, else. <laughs> thankfully, you don't have that much longer to wait. I mean, May 25th, yeah. and all that stuff happens, like you said, a few weeks beforehand. So, <laughs> yeah. talk about getting excited for it. You don't have to wait much longer for that. Yeah. Um, so, so that's why I can't. I, I really can't wait for a new Star Wars movie to come out uh, because uh, it, it's going to be on overload, Tim. It's going to be such a fantastic time to be on Twitter. Um, <laughs> like the, the few weeks that lead lead up to the release of the movie, I just can't wait for that. Because it's all just um, going to be how everyone's excited for it, right? Not nothing about complaining about it. <laughs> it's all going to oh, no, be no, no positive way. excitement. No way, R- ruining the Star Wars legacy. Uh, no way. <laughs> It's all going to be positive, Tim. You know, uh, ru- ruining Alec Guinness's legacy. <laughs> I, uh, I can't wait. Uh, no, no way, Tim. No way. I think those articles probably came around the Phantom Menace about Alec Guinness's legacy oh, and the character yeah. Roby once. <laughs> I can't wait on that. <laughs> what was funny was like around the time. Want to say when the last Jedi was coming out? I can't remember which website, but they put out old um, 
fan letters. I, I think I mentioned this to you, but I'm not sure. So stop me if you have heard it, but um, they, they, they put out old uh, fan letters from uh, Star Wars magazine. I can't remember what it's called. Was it called Starlog? Starlog doesn't ring a bell. But it's just the only ones I know is Star Wars Insider, obviously still, know, still going, and then the, the Lucasfilm Fan Club magazine was the one before that. No, um, I, I'm talking about like when the original trilogy was coming out. Okay, um, maybe. Maybe there was uh, yeah. one called Starlog. Yeah. They, anyway, they, 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 were, they were putting out uh, like old fan letters from like um, this fan magazine with, uh, uh, after after empire came out but before jedi came out um and the amount of complaints that um people had about um princess leia choosing han or like <laughs> like they, they could tell that han was the um the, the main love interest for uh, princess leia uh like the the amount of hate mail that they got sent was like Oh, like, like, why would you choose? Why would you choose Han? Han is a smuggler. But why would you choose Luke? Luke, um, you know, is the hero and he rescues people and all this sort of stuff. And Han, with his with his uh, pursed lips, I think, I think was like a direct quote. Wow. And it's like, you guys just have to wait for the third movie. <laughs> you guys just have to wait. Uh, but anyway, sorry, I didn't mean to. Say. <laughs> well, just goes to show you, stopped. even back then, I mean, people didn't need the internet to voice their complaints. <laughs> yeah, in uh, hindsight, you should have waited. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the way things, the way things shook out. <laughs> and I'm sure even then they weren't satisfied. <laughs> what do you mean? You want Luke and Leia to be together? After you find out the information, okay. <laughs> that's weird. <laughs> uh, well, trust me, they had, I'm sure they had other things to complain about with Return of the Jedi. That's been well documented. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure. I am sure. Yep. And then for me, I guess getting back to our excitement levels for the Batman, but minus the, I'm sure the, I mean, the complaints I'm ready for this movie are out there. If you look, you got the whole like, Snyder excess fans with his universe trying to i'm gonna use air quotes here boycott the movie and not see it <laughs> which like that's gonna do sure. any good or the fact that they're they say they're not gonna see it and they'll probably be in the theater seeing it anyway it's just ridiculous but so you're already this movie is getting its own uh shake of the criticism before it's already out which is annoying to see um but trying to keep it positive here so <laughs> the one thing the one last thing i'm gonna mention that just has me excited more than anything else about going into this movie right now is really the type of stories that have been mentioned or at least hinted of that this movie looks to be taking inspiration from. And going back to DC Fandom 2020, where we got our first look at the movie, other than being treated to that amazing first trailer, what got me most excited about it was hearing Matt Reeves mention the story Ego as far as being one of the inspiration for his Batman movie. Um, I absolutely love that story. I've talked about this. I, I talked about it on this podcast several years ago, how I felt it was kind of an underrated one that didn't get talked about a lot. But I think over the years, it's gotten the appreciation it deserves as more people, I think, have read it. 
and realize just what a great story Darwin Cook created for uh, Batman in that comic. And the fact that it's going to be used as somewhat of an inspiration for this movie, I just cannot wait. <laughs> and it's something that um, you're not going to get like a full-blown adaption of it, but just we get the feel and just the state of mind that Bruce is in in that story. I think that's really what Matt Reeves is probably going to take inspiration from for the bat. And it's just a really great story of diving into the psyche of Bruce Wayne and Batman and just how different those uh, uh, parts of his mind can be. It was just really a fascinating read. And just the idea that Matt Reeves mentioned it and said that uh, was some, one of the inspirations for this movie. It's just so, it was so cool to see and still at the forefront of what has me excited about this movie. But then also two other ones. I mean, I can't remember if the story was actually said to be an inspiration, but I cannot help but feel that it is when seeing the trailers for it. But Batman Earth One, I just got a lot of vibes from that story and a lot of visual cues even taking inspiration from that story, making its way into the Batman. I think Batman, Bruce and Alfred's relationship is going to be leaning more towards the Batman Earth One stuff that we got from Jeff Johns. And then also, too, um, I just think how Batman is kind of, how it's going to be early in his career. I think they said in the Batman, it's going to be two years. He's uh, donned the cape and cowl. So it's still pretty early on. And just how we're still kind of see a Batman learning um, on the job. And maybe his equipment isn't all up to snuff (laughs) that we've seen in other Batman movies. And I know that was a big thing in Batman Earth One. So that's another uh, great story. I think it's really cool that they're taking inspiration from. Then also too, now this is one, I don't think anyone like who's making the film, I don't think Matt Reeves has said it, but it's something that I think is going to happen in the movie just based off some of the dialogue we've seen in the trailers. I really think we're going to take some stuff from the Telltale games, especially when it comes to the history of Bruce's parents and the Waynes, and maybe they weren't um, the best people that maybe he thought of, and he's going to learn some revelations about them over the course of this movie that the Riddler is going to bring to light, and how the Waynes do have uh, their dark history that um, Bruce is probably going to have to come to terms with as as a young Batman in this movie. And that is a fascinating concept to me because I praised that in the Telltale game. So I thought it was such a different way to go about a Batman's origin or better yet, or probably more accurately to say the selling a Batman story set very early in his career, not necessarily his origin, like the Batman's not going to be an origin movie, but it's, such a fascinating and different concept to do about Bruce's parents um, showing that they maybe they weren't the greatest people that he thought they were. And does that change how he uh, feels about uh, going about his Batman? So if they go through that route in this movie, like I think they're going to, that's going to be something where we haven't seen before in a Batman movie. And also for, with Matt Reeves behind the helm, as far as writing and directing a story like that, um, like I said, just has to be super excited and that what has me excited the most about this movie, just the different Batman stories that I think it's taking inspiration from and how I hope it all comes together to tell <laughs> just one of the greatest Batman stories ever, whether, whether it's a movie comic or animated series or a video game. Um, Cause we just want a great Batman story. And I think this one definitely has the potential to be exactly that um, with the visual look of it, um, the creative team behind it, uh, the actors and performances. I haven't even mentioned that, but um, how can you not be excited to see these new portrayals of iconic characters like Batman, Catwoman, the Riddler, Penguin, Gordon? Because uh, everyone looks great in their roles from what we see in the trailer. And I just cannot wait to see a full movie with these 
uh, portrayals of these characters. So just putting all that stuff together, it's just going to be one heck of an event for Batman fans this coming Thursday. So I'm excited for all those reasons I've mentioned. Thursday can't come soon enough. Um, going to a 7 p.m. showing, uh, as we were talking about, I'm not sure we mentioned this previously, but how movie theaters are now having showings, like mine anyway, has one as early as 3 o'clock. <laughs> I wish I could make it to that very first one, but wanted to make sure I still see it on that opening night uh, in the biggest theater possible in my local theater, which is a 7 o'clock showing. So I'll have to wait a little bit, but it's going to be worth it. It's uh, Like I said at the beginning, can't believe it's finally here, but couldn't be more excited to finally be in a movie theater next Thursday seeing a new Batman movie solo Batman movie because it's going to be close to a decade since since we had that with the Dark Knight Rises coming out in July of 2012. So not quite exactly 10 years to the date, but pretty darn close since we've had a solo live action Batman movie. And it's going to be great to experience that again. So yeah, March 3rd cannot come soon enough and I just cannot wait to see it and then talk about it on our next episode. So yeah, it's been a long time coming, but the moment's finally here and it looks like to be a blast to experience. Yeah, my last one is uh, the Riddler. Uh, mm, he, he, he he wasn't really part of the marketing campaign at all. No, yeah. Um, like you said, we still so, haven't seen his actual face in anything. Right, right. Um, and I, I think his mask was just revealed this past week, like his full mask. Um, was it? Because I remember seeing like some type of poster images or maybe action figure images of kind of showing what the full mask is going to be. Oh, okay. Well. Well, maybe officially, I don't know. Um, but yeah, j- just to see like a real attempt at, at the Riddler. Um, <laughs> no offense to Jim Carrey and uh, uh, Batman Forever, but <laughs> um, yeah, j- just a real attempt at what, who or what the Riddler is. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's that's probably what I'm looking forward to the most because, um, again, it's not a villain we've seen done seriously or done in a good way, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, I just I just want and, and and it's a villain that can be done in a really good way, it, like especially if you're going with like a dark story, yeah, like it seems like what they're doing, um, and yeah, I just want to. I just want to see the Riddler. I want to see what what his scheme is. What you know? What what's his story? Um, so yeah, pr- probably the last thing for me is the Riddler. Yeah, I would agree that that's a big thing to be excited about because, like you said, it is going to be like a Riddler we've never seen before, and I yeah. think the have the villain be done justice, like <laughs> his character deserves. So I would be on that. Just so much to be excited for with this movie yeah it's great that it's finally here (laughs) all right so yeah the batman is here we're excited can't wait to see it can't wait to talk about it so um but before we end the episode dane guess what what is that tim we have an email to read can you believe it (laughs) wow wow who sent it who who was the person that sent it it was none other than our good friend mark lemke yep it's been a while since we've heard from mark (laughs) that guy okay Uh, well i guess we gotta read it i guess we gotta read it (laughs) (laughs) oh i sent some bad blood between you and mark dane i don't know (laughs) no 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 bad blood between me and mark i uh i really like mark he's a cool guy 
Yeah, it's been it's been far too long since we heard from you, Mark. So really glad you sent in an email to catch up a little bit here. So I'll begin to read it right now. He says, hey, Dane and Tim, I really enjoyed the conversations around Mass Effect and Dane's experience of the game. Think I might take it up. Also, sorry I'm not writing in for a long time. The twins will be five in May, and that's crazy that I started listening in early 2015. Nuts. It's been hard keeping up on comics, and I've been trying to get back into them recently. Top five comics I should be reading besides Batman. Is the Tiny and Run worth it? I hope to build up uh, to build up momentum and get caught up. Well, first off, Mark, um, yeah, it's crazy to think that your twins are five now and that they kind of grew up along with you listening to the podcast, which is kind of crazy to think about. But time has definitely flown by. But can't say thank you enough that you've been with us along the way since you started listening in 2015. And then... Uh, glad to hear you're also ready to maybe take up playing Mass Effect. I mean, if you and Dane become hardcore Mass Effect fans, that's just awesome <laughs> to have two more yeah. join the fan base. Speaking of which, Dane, have you beaten Mass Effect 2 yet? Uh, no, uh, that's actually going to have to take a back seat, Tim. Oh, because you get Elden Ring? Uh, no, no. Okay. <laughs> I, 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 I just can't get into those impossible to beat games. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I Sekiro or uh, Lost Souls. Yeah, I, I just can't get into those. Um, no, uh, Horizon came out. That's right. See, yeah. I think Elden Ring recently been getting all the buzz that Horizon just came out like a week before. <laughs> it's just crazy. Yeah, it's uh, the continuation of the story. Um, I'm playing it on story mode because I, I, I just want to get the story. Um. It's uh is really really good. I ha- have you played uh, uh Zero Dawn? No, I have it, but it's one of those games uh, that I have, but never started. Yeah, if it, it's it's really good. Um, the it, and it's finally it's finally good to get a PS5 game. You know, it's a PS5 exclusive game that. Shows off all of the bells and whistles. Okay, um, it looks phenomenal. <laughs> yeah, especially if you play it on uh, the the. the uh, uh, there's two different options. One is performance, and the yeah. other is uh, I, I can't remember the other one. But uh, to boost up all the graphics, and if you play it on the boosted up graphics and stuff, it looks amazing. Like they really did a good job of like. Uh, just everything, like especially like the water. Uh, yeah, that stood out to me effects. in the trailer. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like the water effects look amazing. Uh, the machines look amazing. Um, Aloy looks amazing with her, especially like her hair. Like that, I mean, that that's like the main feature of. I mean, what makes her uh, distinctive and like like her the details of her hair. I know it sounds stupid, but <laughs> it's like I I just couldn't stop looking at this. It. Like, is is that is that real? <laughs> But um, yeah, just a total complete package from the sound, um, especially if you have the um, the, the the PlayStation uh, uh, headphones, um, and uh, of course the DualSense, like especially the oh, the, yeah. the DualSense. It's like um, you, you know when you're. Uh, when you're pulling back your your bow, the the bow on your uh, yeah, that must arrow, feel really good. <laughs> yeah, you can feel it like click into place and like the um, 
the the rumble like like every time you're going through like uh bushes and stuff you can like feel every little footstep so um yeah just it's just like the complete package and i think this is like the first correct me if i'm wrong tim but like this is the first ps5 game that uh that is like the complete package like this is showing off the ps5 honestly they should have launched with this but like Mm -hmm. i and i i know it's it's like the game development takes a long time and you don't want to rush things. Um, see Cyberpunk 2077. <laughs> uh, and um, yeah, like you should have launched with this. This is com- like the complete package from the sounds and the graphics to the um, dual sense to the performance of the PS5. It's like, it's beautiful. Oh, yeah, it looks great, and that's that's probably like my Mass Effect series where <laughs> I'm gonna want to play them. It's a matter of when, because I got the first yeah, one, like yeah. I said. But this one does look really, really good, and glad to hear it's delivering on its potential. How great it look coming from you? Yeah, so. yeah, and it's weird. Uh, um, like like I feel like uh, Forza Horizon Five on the on uh, the Xbox is like the game to show off the 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 power of the the new xbox Mm -hmm. and um horizon is it's weird that uh two of my favorite games uh probably my games of the year so far are both have both have the word horizon in them (laughs) (laughs) that's funny (laughs) forza horizon and uh horizon um so yeah uh like forza horizon is like the let's show off the the new xbox so horizon uh on ps5 is like let's show off the uh the strength of the ps5 and i have to say tim i'm sorry but the ps5 has it over the xbox interesting well this when you're comparing the games i will probably say horizon does look better than i think forza does but yeah but uh it's it's close and like I, i i think I think the PlayStation 5 over the Xbox. The PlayStation 5 takes the cake. Yeah. Ooh, well, I'm sorry, Tim. I'm sorry, Tim. It's all right. We all have our preferences. <laughs> I just hope you don't, don't forget about Mass Effect when you finish not, Horizon. I, I haven't. Please I haven't. go back I, to it. <laughs> I only have uh, two games on my PS5. Mass Effect and Horizon. So, <laughs> okay. There you go. It's right there for you then. Okay, cool. Yeah. And then as far as Mark's question about top five comics I should be reading besides Batman, um, honestly, as you probably heard me on the podcast, my comic reading has really dwindled <laughs> over the last year. So the only ones like series I'm really reading every month is um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, obviously, which is continues to be great. And then I would also recommend, and I've been reading the Darth Vader. I, I don't even read all the Star Wars comics anymore. I usually wait for those to get on marvel unlimited but the one star wars comic i have been reading um, on a monthly basis is the dark recent Darth vader series that has been phenomenal <laughs> really great stuff been diving into both pretty much all eras of star wars prequels sequels or obviously original trilogy since taking place Darth vader's in it and taking place between empire and jedi but it's a greg pack has done a great job of incorporating all that star wars lore from all those eras into the story it's been really phenomenal but on the DC side of things, I will say if you want to check out something that's really different but has been a really cool story is uh, 
Tom Taylor's Dark Knights of Steel, which is the DC universe set in medieval fantasy times. It's really cool. A really cool concept. He's doing interesting, different takes on the characters, but I think work really well for the for the story he's telling, especially when it comes to Bruce and Batman. What he does with him is something different, but I think is really working so far. So I would say definitely check out Dark Knights of Steel. I believe uh, I just read issue four. I think issue five might be out right now, but it's a 12 issue miniseries. So um, so far, each each issue I've read has been great. So you might want to check that one out. I would recommend that one. As far as James Tynion's run on Batman, I haven't read all of it. Um, that's actually the last bit I read was the Joker War. Um, it was pretty good, not great. Um, I don't think uh, was up there with uh, Scott Snyder's run, but um, I would say even some of uh, Tom Ta- or uh, Tom King stuff, because you know it was a mixed bag for me on Tom King. But when he had some good stories, they were really good, and I don't think uh, James Tynion's stuff was quite on that level. But uh, for what I read. It was pretty decent, so but I would definitely recommend checking out Dark Knights of Steel over that. But uh, Mark also uh, continues. Me. Oh, oh I'm, sorry, I'm sorry, Tim. <laughs> I I thought I could give him. Well, um, recommend. <laughs> well, you see, I thought you read less, no comics compared to me <laughs> reading so less comics nowadays. So I thought you weren't reading anything. I apologize. Uh, no, well, it it, it is two titles so, <laughs> uh one of them you already mentioned the the uh the ninja turtles ongoing is really good you have to read it from the beginning read it from the beginning yeah. all the way through it's it's over 100 issues but trust me they'll fly by yeah <laughs> um that is the best comic i've read in a long time uh the, the, the best ongoing comic i've read in a long time also you forgot to mention uh the last ronin uh the um yeah, the Ninja Turtles, silly me. <laughs> Dark Knight Returns, uh, uh, themed comic, um, and yeah, so so the ongoing TMNT um, book and uh, the Last Ronin. You especially want to get caught up on the Last Ronin, um, which I mean, you'll have plenty of time to get caught up. Because I think uh, the the last issue comes out in uh, December 2025. So uh, <laughs> don't say that. <laughs> no, uh, there's four issues out right now, and then uh, the fifth issue is coming out sometime later on this year. Um, so yeah, the, those two books, uh, especially. <laughs> I, I I can't tell you how great the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles comic book is. I know it sounds funny, and I don't know if, like, like what your perception is of the Ninja Turtles, but, like, you can't get any more uh, worse than I was before I read this comic <laughs> book. I actually got mad at Tim for not forcing me to read it. Um, so this is me. I know I recommended to it, it to him, but he didn't read it. <laughs> yeah. But now he's mad that I didn't actually force him <laughs> because of how awesome it was. Yeah. So this is me forcing you, Mark, to read the Ninja Turtles ongoing uh, book because it is some of the best comics I've read, and I don't know. The, Just you can say it. Least, you can say ever, ever. Okay, ever. Yeah, I, I'm totally comfortable with that. Uh, totally, totally comfortable with saying ever. Yeah, it's definitely up there. It's definitely in my top five. So. Yeah. Uh, also, the High Republic books. Um, 
some of them are hit or miss for me, but like you, you might really like the Star Wars High Republic books, um, uh, the, the 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 novels, the adult novels. Um, um, yeah, the the those are re- uh, really worth it too. <laughs> I know you and me are split opinions on this one, Dane, but mainly the first yeah. novel for me, Light of the Jedi. But <laughs> I know that's the least favorite. Oh, the second one. The second one is the best one. I'm just saying. You got to be the tiebreaker, Mark. Read both of them and tell us which one you like better. <laughs> <laughs> then we'll see who the winner is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but then Mark also says, this is for you, Dane. He goes, Dane, how are you feeling about Chelsea? They've won all the trophies now. And I take you this is soccer related, right? Yeah. Uh, to to be honest, I haven't really been, uh, been watching any sports. I don't know. It's weird. Um uh, Ever since the uh, pandemic, I haven't really been watching sports. I even baseball. Well, I mean, I've, I've like watched been, been watching like highlights, and um, well, I'm not, you probably might I'm not be watching not baseball watching. this year either. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? I'm not watching baseball this year. So, like, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know about Chelsea. I haven't really been following Premier League, to be honest. I, I've been more. I've been uh, following more so the. Uh, uh the bundesliga so yeah and i know absolutely nothing about that so <laughs> i can't say anything <laughs> regarding that so just, uh, just say i'm right i'm right okay. and uh yeah you're uh, everybody else is wrong dane <laughs> i totally agree with you you're absolutely right oh great great yeah there we go <laughs> And then Mark says, I'm excited for the new Batman movie, and somehow my wife is as well. Not sure how that happened, LOL. Oh, I know, Robert Pattinson. <laughs> Take care, guys. Uh, well, thank you again, Mark, for sending in an email. It's great to hear from you. And, yep, as you've heard in this episode, we're excited for the Batman as well and can't wait to talk about it and then hear your thoughts. So next time we record, if you want to send another email letting us know what you thought about it, if you've seen it, that would be great. Yeah. But with that, I guess that's going to do it for this episode. So as always, Dane, I'll throw it to you for the outro. Okay, go over to the BatmanUniverse.net, Facebook.com, BatmanUniverse, Twitter handle is at BatmanUniverse. The show's Twitter handle is at BatfansPodcast. Tim's Twitter handle is at TimG311. I will say it because um, the 311 day is coming up. It's right around the corner, the week after right the Batman. The it's going to be a great two weeks for me. I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> um, where was I? Oh, my, my Twitter handle is at Dancing Banana. Great interview us on iTunes. And if you want to email the show like Mark did, it's badbatswithoutpants gmail.com. So, with that, like we say at the end of every single episode, Tim, we love each and every one of you with all of our hearts, especially when we receive emails from Mark when it's been a long time. So our hearts are just feel It is. We'll see you guys next time. See you next time, everybody. Sundays on the moon. Cry.